Hello, and welcome back to our Transformation by Truth podcast feature week. Seven days dedicated to sharing the foundation of our transformation process. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'm the founder of Pinnacle Holiness Ministries and the chief officer of this podcast. Now, we've covered a great deal thus far in this feature week, completing four days of some very powerful truth sharing. But we're not done yet. We have three more days before we complete the mission the Father has given us and secure the harvest of men and women he desires to join us on our quest in 2022. Now, we'll discuss more about that on day seven. For now, we're going to move forward with an even deeper dive into the word of truth. Let's get started. Now, first things first, I want to remind everyone that this podcast has been created by Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries, a group of dedicated men and women who are traveling the legendary path known as the Way of Holiness. Isaiah 35, 8 reveals, and the highway shall be there, and it shall be called the Way of Holiness. Now, a key point concerning the Way of Holiness is that it is the equivalent of the path to perfection. And as you will learn in today's podcast, perfection is the door that leads to eternal life. And this is yet another validation of the vast significance of the way of holiness and why holiness is the prevailing theme of our ministry and the most accurate description of our spiritual way of life. Now, without further ado, I want to commence with our feature presentation an intro to Pinnacle of Holiness Ministries and our Transformation by Truth podcast, day five. Now, the title of today's podcast is A Deeper Dive into Our Beliefs, part one. Now, we'll discuss our core beliefs, the five highest peaks of scriptural theology, everlasting life, perfection, holiness, sin, and judgment. Now, let's begin by discussing our core beliefs. And our core beliefs are centered on the seven pillars we discussed on day three and day four, focusing on how we are to become masters of each one. Now, these seven pillars are effectual prayer, effectual fasting, Focus, dominion, authority, power, and dedication. Now, seeing as Yahushua Messiah is the perfect example of each of the seven pillars, our core beliefs are centered on the transformation required for us to be conformed to his image and likeness. Romans 8.29 reveals, because those whom he knew beforehand he also ordained beforehand to be conformed to the image of his son for him to be the firstborn among many brothers. Romans 13, 12, and 14 reads, the night is far advanced, the day has come near. So let us put off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Put on the master Yahushua Messiah and make no provision for the lusts of the flesh. Now, our transformation to the spiritual model of Yahushua Messiah is the only transformation that ends with everlasting life, for it is the only transformation 
which includes a complete assimilation to truth. And only truth can, on all counts, set us free. John 8, 31-32 reads, So Yahushua said to those Yehudim who believed him, If you stay in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 14, 1, the truth was revealing, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in Elohim, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions, and if not, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I shall come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you might be too. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going, and how are we able to know the way? Yahushua said to him, I am the way, and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, these scriptures prove our transformation and adherence to truth is not an option. It is a spiritual mandate handed down to all mankind. Now, this mandate is a genesis and the purpose of our podcast. It is to provide honest believers with the word of truth so they can experience the only transformation that ends with the ever everlasting life. Hence the name, Transformation by Truth. Now, our transformation to truth requires us to be in the world, but not of the world. For if we are conformed to the world, we are going to die. But if we follow the steps of Yahushua Messiah, we will overcome the world, and like him, we will live unto Elohim now and forever. Romans 12.2 reveals, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim. Now, here's a question. What mind is required to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim? The answer, the mind of Yahushua Messiah a man who visibly manifested and fulfilled that good and acceptable and perfect will of Elohim. Now, Philippians 2, 5-7 reads, For let this mind be in you, which was also in Messiah Yahushua, who, being in the form of Elohim, did not regard equality with Elohim a matter to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and came to be in the likeness of men. Isaiah 53, 12 reads, Therefore I give him a portion among the great, and he divides the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was counted with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Now, like Yahushua Messiah, we must empty ourselves and pour out our souls unto death if we are his disciples. We accomplish this by doing our spiritual best in every life situation. Now, the same way Yahushua Messiah 
is the key to operating within the seven pillars of our faith. Following his example is the key to manifesting the Father's will. Now, let's discuss the five highest peaks of scriptural theology. Now, manifesting the Father's will can only be achieved by mastering the five highest peaks of scriptural theology. For every spiritual model, theme, and command falls within the jurisdiction of these five peaks. Five spiritual models which constitute the infinite cycle of truth. Now, the five highest peaks of scriptural theology at the highest level are what the scriptures are all about. Every other spiritual topic can easily be associated with one of these five peaks, forming a comprehensive analysis and categorization of scripture. Now, all our tools, teaching, and training come from these five peaks. For we know the only way to make our calling and election sure is to ascend to the highest heights and deepest depths of the word of truth. In doing so, we are covering all. Now, our deeper dive into our beliefs has brought us full circle, confirming our alignment with truth. For every model of truth is delineated by an infinite cycle. This is why truth affords us the prize of eternal life. For what is eternal life but one example of the infinite cycle of truth? And here are the five highest peaks. Everlasting life, perfection, holiness, sin, and judgment. Now, let's move on to discuss one of my favorite topics of all time, everlasting life. Now, everlasting life is the highest peak of scriptural theology. On this wise, there is no facet of truth with regards to man that is greater than everlasting life. As such, the only progressive existence, again, as it pertains to man, is illustrated by the quest for everlasting life. Now, the most critical objective of this life is to secure everlasting life. If we fail to do so, nothing else we accomplish will matter, for we will have lost our souls, and we possess nothing of greater value than our souls. Matthew 16, 26 reveals, For what is a man profited if he gains all the world and loses his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, by definition, Everlasting life is the eternal future gifted to those who guard the commands of Elohim and manifest his will in their lives. It will take place in a new heaven and new earth, wherein dwells righteousness, and it will be so amazing, it is impossible to describe with words. 1 Corinthians 2, 9-10 reveals, But as it has been written, eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, what Elohim has prepared for those who love him. But Elohim has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all matters, even the depths of Elohim. John 14, 15, 21 reveals, If you love me, you shall guard my commands. 
he who possesses my commands and guards them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me shall be loved by my father, and I shall love him and manifest myself to him. Now, John 14, 23 to 24 reveals, if anyone loves me, he shall guard my word, and my father shall love him, and we shall come to him and make our stay with him. He who does not love me does not guard my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but of the Father who sent me. Now, Yahushua Messiah plays a critical role in each of the five highest peaks. Chiefly, he is a center and the focus of the word of truth. Now, as it pertains to everlasting life, we must guard the commands of Yahushua Messiah in order to secure this prize. And by guarding his commands, we confirm our belief in him. And those who fail to guard his commands do not believe in him, and they are none of his. Now, here's a question. What command did Yahushua Messiah give his disciples to guard? The answer, Messiah commanded his disciples to be perfect, for it is impossible to guard his commands if we are spiritually incomplete. Matthew 5:48 reveals, therefore be perfect as your father in the heavens is perfect. Now let's move on to discuss the topic of perfection. Now we know perfection is possible first and foremost because the word of truth confirms it is. Matthew 19:26, Mark 10:27, and Luke 18, 27, all reveal with Elohim, nothing shall be impossible. Philippians 4, 13 reveals, I can do all things to Yahushua Messiah. And as you just saw, Matthew 5, 48, Yahushua Messiah commanded us to be perfect. Deuteronomy 18, 13 also reveals, be perfect before Yahuwah, your Elohim. Now, the certain potential of perfection brings us to the $7 million question. What is perfection from a progressive spiritual point of view and in accordance with the word of truth? Now, perfection, by definition, is completeness with specific regards to our implementation of the Father's will in its entirety without any failure or miscarriage but with an adept spiritual precision, which constantly results in flawless execution. Now, you should consider the Father's will as the quote-unquote perfection criteria. Proving perfection is not a subjective standard. Quite the contrary, the spiritual model of perfection is established upon numerous requirements and laws, all of which derive from the Father's will. Now, even though it's the Father's will for us to be perfect in our observation and fulfillment of his commands, he understands we will not achieve perfection overnight. We know this because perfection is predicated upon transformation, and transformation takes time. For this cause, the Father has instituted a model of his will which consistently, A, 
evaluates men and women based upon his expectations on their progress in mastering his will, and B, reveals the gaps in their execution. Enter the progressive will. Now, let's continue that thought and discuss the Father's progressive will. Now, the Father's progressive will exists specifically to evaluate the progress we are making towards perfection by determining our success at mastering all the spiritual milestones on our unique path. Now, the important thing to remember is this. Spiritual milestones are not achieved overnight. Rather, each is made up of countless spiritual processes, and each process takes a worthy effort and a good amount of time to master. For this cause, the Father's progressive will exists as a script of partition, which segments the Father's will into measurable courses. These courses allow us to better appreciate and understand the Father's will. And they also allow us to measure ourselves as we make progress towards mastering his will. Now, the Father's progressive will does not exist to see if we are perfect, Rather, it exists to determine if we are successfully progressing towards the point of perfection and walking in obedient faith to the truth he has revealed to us. Now, although many do not realize it, our education system in the U.S. is structured in the same manner as the Father's progressive will. And the graphic here shows you that from kindergarten through eighth grade, in our school system, every grade has standards that the children are supposed to meet in order to move forward to the next grade. The Father's will is structured in, this, in the same manner. Now, the primary difference between the Father's will and our education system is that 100%, which is perfection, is not only the goal, it is the requirement for mastering each level. Therefore, you will never progress from one level to the next if you do not meet this requirement. Notwithstanding, because the Father has given us his spirit, we possess everything we need to progress his will in our lives and achieve the perfection he desires. Now, the Father's progressive will is indisputable evidence that perfection is not the enemy of progress. On the contrary, perfection and progress go hand in hand, for it is by progress that we achieve perfection. Now, this brings us to our next section, perfection and progress. Now, perfection is the inevitable conclusion of progress, for if you ascend any mountain without stopping, at some point, you will reach the top. Perfection, my friends, is the top. Now, despite this fact, many are trying to diminish all from the spiritual model of perfection by pitting it against progress in a shallow attempt to sell them as mutually exclusive. These fail to realize how perfection and progress are mutually inclusive. You cannot have one without the other. Now, progress is defined as 
forward or onward movement toward a destination. Which brings us to the next $7 million question concerning perfection and progress. How can you make constant progress towards a destination and simultaneously suggest you will never reach a destination? It is impossible for the very existence of the model of progress confirms there must be a conclusion. Thus, perfection must be possible. Now, the objective of progress is perfection, i.e. reaching a destination or achieving the goal. And although many religious institutions are willing to give men and women a pass for failing to reach a destination, you will find the Father demands that you reach the destination and he will destroy you if you don't. Now, the destination we should all be trying to reach, obviously, is everlasting life, which brings us to the question of the hour. How do we enter into everlasting life? What is the single requirement, the highest form of evidence we can offer toward our qualification? The answer is perfection. For it is impossible to wholly manifest the Father's will if we have not ascended to a spiritual plane where we are constantly executing his will. This being the case, perfection is the door that leads to everlasting life, and all entering in must be on this path. And this is the first connection between the five peaks of scriptural theology. Now, by achieving perfection, we succeed in fulfilling the will of Elohim. For only a perfect man or woman has the spiritual competence and volume to execute the totality of his will without fail. Now, this brings us to our next section, Mark the Perfect Man. Now, this is why the scriptures command us to mark the perfect man and to follow the steps of Yahushua Messiah. Here again, this is a mandate upon all his disciples. It is not a suggestion. It is not an option. Let's see Psalm 37, 37 and 1 Peter 2, 21 as witnesses. Now, here's the next question. A very important question. Please consider it faithfully. How can you follow the steps of a perfect man and not achieve perfection. It is impossible, for if you follow the steps of a perfect man making consistent progress, then it is inevitable that at some point you will achieve perfection like he did. Now, perfection is our goal, while progress is our daily reality. We embrace and live by both models, for where there is no progress, there can be no perfection. Now, the, the problem we see in the conglomerate church is clear. Many so-called believers do not want to follow the steps of Yahushua Messiah because they don't want to be perfect. Yet they do want to inherit all the present and eternal benefits reserved for those who do. Vis-a-vis, -vis, they want all the benefits of being a disciple without paying the cost of discipleship. Now, the sad reality is 
Many who oppose perfection only do so because they are unwilling to deny themselves. And so they must deceive themselves and others into believing perfection is not possible to justify the resistance to the desire of our creator. Yet be not deceived, for Elohim is not mocked, and these detractors will not inherit eternal life. You can see Galatians 6, 7 through 8 as a witness. Now, here's the next question. These things being what they are, how can we be transformed into a perfect man or woman? Besides consistent progress, what does it take? The answer, it takes holiness, the third highest peak of scriptural theology and a topic we will cover in tomorrow's podcast. Now, in summary, we discussed our core beliefs, the five highest peaks of scriptural theology, everlasting life, perfection, holiness, sin, and judgment. So here's what's next in our feature week. As you see today, we covered part one, a deeper dive into our beliefs. And tomorrow on day six, we'll do part two, a deeper dive into our beliefs. And then last but not least, we'll do day seven, who we are, our destiny. Now, here's a call to action. If the spirit is still leading you after these first five days, and you agree with what you heard in today's podcast, I invite you to take the next step and listen to day six of this feature week. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnaclepolonius.com and we will respond to you as soon as we can. Thank you.